Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hey Buddy, Nice Podcast. Over there, riding on a Highland coup, that's Brogan Hastings. And over there, fighting a kangaroo, it's Wayne Giovinazzi. You know, we don't actually fight kangaroos. You should. They, well, I mean, I, I, say, I say you should. I've seen a picture of the kangaroos, and they half of them look like buff men in costumes. So maybe you shouldn't. I tell you, they will. They, they start shit. But by law, we're not allowed to fight them. Um, it's, they're, they're protected fauna. Fucking marsupials. Is that for your protection or for the, the kangaroo's protection? Oh, yeah. I never thought of that about that. Maybe, maybe people are the protected fauna. <laughs> it's, it's a possibility. Yeah. I seen a, I seen a video clip. I think it was on Twitter that was uh, two kangaroos fighting. And one of them literally kicked a, a, the other kangaroo through the fence, and it just stood there like, "Oh shit, did I do that?" <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, kangaroo. A kangaroo will fuck you up. You don't want mm-hmm. to fight a kangaroo. Um, yeah. I rem- see. There's a. Pl- oh, I can't say the name of this place because there's a bit that we want to do, um, which we totally forgot about. Uh, but I can't say the name of the place because the challenge will be for you to say the name of the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Maybe we can do that later. Okay, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. Um, but at this place, it's a national park, right? So it, oh, it's basically yeah. bushland in the middle of... I don't, I don't want to say in the middle of suburbia because this place, it's not a, a great place. It's mm. further north from where I am and it starts to get into the sticks a little bit. That's That's the way I would yeah. describe it. It's far away from the city much far like mm. it's maybe 30 40 minute drive no it can't be that it's, it's a drive from here and yeah it, it's so far away that they were that at one point probably in the 90s the government was like mm. we should make a remote city over in this place so we've got main city of perth and then this place down here mm. um but that never happened uh but point being is at this place that i'm not allowed to mention its name yet uh there's kangaroos everywhere and there's a golf course there, and it's a ter- very terrible golf course. Like the the grass is yellow during the summer; it's not wow. maintained or anything. But I was a young kid, and I remember my dad saying to me one time, "If you see kangaroos, don't go over to them because if you do, it may try to kill you." And I'm like, "What? This is the first time hearing of a kangaroo wanting to kill me. Uh, I am Australian born, and I have not heard of this. I'm like six years old at the time." And there's fucking kangaroos everywhere. And now it's like, I can't go near a kangaroo. It's going to kill me. <laughs> well, there was a whole episode, the whole... This this is one of those occasions where I'm like, am I going to say something that's like UK only? Do you know uh, who the Mighty Boosh are? I was going to say the Mighty Boosh, episode one. Yes, Killaroo. That is the or only episode of the Mighty Boosh that I've seen. <laughs> I'm very sorry, Dave. It's not Acton. even the best one. No, I, that's why I stopped. It, it, it didn't. It didn't. I love Noel Fielding, but it didn't capture capture me. And guy oh, no, I used to work with Acton, Dave Acton. He was always like, "You need to watch the Mighty Bush." So I'm very sorry, Dave. No, I'll give you a list of of episodes that you should actually watch because some of them it is a bit like, mm. yeah, but some of them are really good. What like was that? the first, the first, the first one I seen was a, uh, I think maybe episode three of series one, and uh, where. One of the guys gets taken by the so- the Grim Reaper instead mm. of the, the gorilla. He's <laughs> got to gorilla hell. <laughs> that's, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I think I tried to watch one episode of, I don't remember what it's called, but that Noel Fielding show that was really fucking weird. Oh, uh, yeah. Art I, comedy I something. I could... Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Yeah. But man, I couldn't, I could not jive with that. Uh, yeah, so I think I like my Noel Fielding in IT crowd and, and things like that. Yeah, it kind of needs someone else to, for lack of a better word, mute him down. Yeah. Like with Mighty Bush, he's got uh, Julian Barrett. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about this previously, privately. Um, mm-hmm. actually it wasn't private. It was on one of our fine drawing streams. We were talking about different, <laughs> um, uh, UK entertainers and comedians and that. And you said that yeah. you don't like James Acaster. Is that correct? I don't hate James Acaster. I just, I find him very annoying in more than small doses. Yeah. See, and I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday of James mm. Acaster, and I think what annoys you about him is exactly this. He's said that everything he's done has been an over-exaggerated personality of himself, and he wants to step away from that. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can see that, and I, because and it's not that I've got a problem with over-exaggerated, you know, personas for entertainment like Richard Awardy, mm. you know, who who I do love, but. The type of personality that James Acaster has, it's it's over exaggerated to a point that it does annoy me. See, I I find I, I love it. That's it's no. the it's the quirkiness I think that that sells me on it. I don't know, and I can't even put my finger on exactly what part of it annoys me. Because I was going to say, I was like, is it the grumpiness? And I'm like, no. Is it the quirkiness? Like, no. I I don't know. There's just something that just it it just might be one of those people that just. I don't jive with it's it's for me it's the same thing when someone breaks on like saturday night on snl or something like that when they're meant to be in character and they break that's mm. i think what sells me on james acaster is where he's 99 percent of the time over exaggerated but then there are points where he does break and like he's not meant mm. to be breaking but he starts laughing at himself or something like that yeah that's i, I like that because like say there are bits that he's done that I do like, like when he's been on uh, Would I Lie to You? Mm. And he was talking about, uh, I think the thing the was Christmas it, and the... the the Christmas with the Spice Girls CD. And yeah. he, would try, <laughs> he was told he wasn't getting it for Christmas and then decided <laughs> he was going to drown himself yeah. by, by sitting underwater. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what are you doing? I think the other no, one. I, do, I did find that funny. The other one, the other Christmas story, right? I think it was Christmas, every Christmas that he gets soaked by this person because he's the local firefighter, volunteer firefighter. You don't remember that one? I don't remember that yeah. one. Oh, no. Yeah. The, the other two I remember are the feud with the boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's good. Which annoys me and I don't know why that annoys me. <laughs> uh, it reminds and... me of, have you have you watched Resident Alien with Alan Tudyk? No, no Tudyk. but it is... <sighs> I need to. I do need to watch that because that makes me think of that. Because he basically has a feud with like a ten-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and he's he's an alien yeah. having a feud with a kid, and it's yeah, it's good. You should watch it. Yeah, it is. It's on my list. And now that I've watched Only Murders in the Building, which mm. was another on my list to watch, I can get around to that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it's because I like other comedians better or that I'm just like there's there's other people I would rather watch. So you're saying if there's a comedy festival going on just say there happens to be or happens to have recently been a comedy festival 
going on or maybe some sort of fringe festival near your town. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Edinburgh. Um, and there was a lineup of James A. Caster, um, the Mind Mangler, and Richard Aoade. You would go to mm-hmm. Richard Aoade and that's it. 100%. Yep. yep. Obviously, Mind Mangler is out of the competition straight away. You're saying yes. you would not even consider going to both Richard Aoade and James Acaster. No, I, I wouldn't. Okay, I wouldn't actively go see James Acaster. But if I went to see a show like at the Fringe, yeah. there's a show called uh, Fourth on the Fringe. Yeah, which is a uh, so fourth one is fourth one and fourth two are local Edinburgh radio stations. Yeah, and right at the start of the festival, like the first three days. They do a thing where it's like a variety show where acts on the fringe come. They do yeah. like maybe five, ten minutes. Uh, you don't know who the lineup's going to be, but you you buy a ticket, you come see the show, and you can see like yeah. a taster of the fringe. Get yeah, yeah. Something like that, and I knew the lineup, and he was going to be in it. I wouldn't say, oh, he's in it. I'm not going to see it. Okay, so but... if there was a double bill of Richard Aiwade and James Acaster, and Richard Aiwade was on first, you wouldn't leave mm. before James Acaster came out. No. You're like, I've already paid for my ticket. I'm going to watch this doubleheader. Yes. Okay. Speaking of seeing shows, I I went and saw a show the other week. There's no no fringe going on here. No no festivals (laughs) at the moment. Uh, But I went and saw uh, Nigel Ng, who is, you may be familiar, of uh, Uncle Roger on YouTube. I, I love Uncle Roger. Uncle Roger is great. If you don't know who Uncle Roger is, dear listener, just have a quick look. He's, um, he, he, Uncle Roger is a character um, played by Nigel Ung. Um, basically, is uh, like a Malaysian uncle. Uh, and he's reviewing uh, people making food, most of the time, egg fried rice, and basically saying why it's wrong. That's how it, it, I think he got his start and noticed because people thought it was serious when he was calling out the person making egg fried rice. Yeah, the, the one I remember from the start is uh, how to make egg fried rice. Hmm. That That's that's on TikTok. That's the video I remember. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, play the song and then you think you have time to think about your sad life. Yeah. <laughs> But like, because she's she's just cooking her rice by like boiling it in a pot of water and then straining the rice in a colander. Yeah, it's so hard not to go into the Uncle Roger voice, and yeah. I know we can't do that. It's we're no. not, we are not allowed to. And, no. and but yeah, it, it, it's basically him. He, he's a comedian. He's just being yeah. funny on the internet, and and uh, he's been a comedian for a long time, like before Uncle Roger. Yes, but not full time. It was. Just before the pandemic, yeah. he went full time mm-hmm. as comedian, yeah. like touring, touring comedian. Mm-hmm. So the show it starts at the first half. I I was I had no idea what to expect, and when I told you that I was going, you're like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure he does the first half as Uncle Roger, and the second half is just his stand up." And you were spot mm-hmm. on. It's it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. And yes, Uncle Roger stand up comedy. It's a bit self referential. Um, Right. Like he's say, oh, I'm the opening act for my nephew, Nigel, who will be out soon. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's callbacks to videos. Um, mm-hmm. And it's even after he's come out and done his set as as Nigel Ung, it it all mm-hmm. sort of ties in together as well. So it, yeah. it, 
he knows that it's people are aware that it's one entity more or less yeah but i think probably the best heckle i've ever heard um mm-hmm. was at this show there, there were multiple times where he would say a joke and then just sort of stop and stand there right you know as, as mm-hmm. a comic would and there was a small child during one of these pauses just shouts out say something and it's like <laughs> oh. it, it was put back a little bit and it's just like um it's called pausing for effect small child like why is there a small <laughs> child in the audience <laughs> because there oh should God. not have been i mean he banks he needs a, a young children there like 10 11 mm-hmm. years old for the show to work because there's specific jokes and the set of the whole arc is specifically tailored to that but they should not be there with some of the shit that he's yeah. saying it, it's uh-huh. it's good mm-hmm. so yeah if, if you get a chance see see nigel Ung in yeah. in concerts he's definitely one that had he been in the fringe i would have gone and seen yeah but i did i did see a show in the fringe uh, one of one of your own very good people from Australia was uh, the head Hugh of the Jackman? show. No, I wish it was Hugh Jackman. He he is a born performer though. He just wants to sing. <laughs> so there's currently a season of The Masked Singer airing in Australia, the Australian version. And there's mm. one singer, and people are like, oh, it's Hugh Jackman. It's Hugh Jackman. It's like, no, motherfucker. Hugh Jackman is busy on Broadway doing The Music Man right now. It's not Hugh. Well, not yeah. right now when this was filmed, but he probably is doing it now. Yeah. It's, it's not Hugh fucking Jackman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, this this was Ruben Kay, who I hadn't heard of before, but when I mentioned to you, you said, oh, I think he's naughty. And he is. Oh, see, I only know that because I looked up the name. <laughs> Oh, right. I don't. I I don't know of Ruben K. I mean, the name actually does sound familiar. Mm-hmm. What, what does uh, Ruben K. do? Ruben K. does, or c- certainly the show I went to see was a variety show hosted yes. by Ruben K. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> it was a late night show. And now, don't get me wrong. I was told this before I went in that it would be explicit, but it still, when you've never seen a show like that before, it does take you by surprise. So, okay, Ruben came. Looking up there were... pictures now, and I think I'm aware. Uh, not really a drag act, but sort of Eddie Izzard-ish wearing whatever they want. Yes, yeah, yeah definitely. But yeah, he, I, I would definitely go see Ruben K's separate show because he was very good. Mm. Um, there was a couple of acts in there, mm. like um, rope acts, like a, I don't know how to like describe silks? it. Like silks? Circus... Silks from a bit the like ceiling? That, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, but with ropes. Uh-huh. Um that was good. But uh, the act, there are two acts that I really remember. Uh, one of them, uh, their names, the first one's name was Tara, right? And she came out, she, she's a clown. She's got, you know, sort of circusly style makeup on. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out on stage completely butt naked. As completely naked. I'm sold uh, with on a popcorn show so maker far. on her head. With a what on their head? With a popcorn maker on her head. Maker. Yes. A, a, how big is this popcorn maker? It's like a very, it's like a the size of a pop hat. It's very tall. A pop hat. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like strapped to her head. Okay. And she has to like plug it in and stuff, and it's all very sort of clownish. Yeah. And then naked clownish. Pours popcorn yes. in. Yeah, pours popcorn in. Uh, and excuse it, me, it they're works. not like you could. Then it's not popcorn yet. It is just popcorn corn, kernels. Popping kernels. Yes. Yes. So pours it, plugs it in. 
and it works because you can literally smell it happening. You can see it popping and stuff. Uh, and does a hula hoop act um, while this is happening uh, and butters herself up with butter because, you you know, popcorn needs butter. Okay, so butters us. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out why she's naked, but... <laughs> I think there's... I think it's a bit like I was saying with the fourth on the fringe, where it's a section of a show that's on the fringe, that's in the fringe already. Yes. So I think it might have to do with that. I think her show was called Blunderland. So but, it might make se- t- sense in the context of the thing. What I will say is the nakedness was funny, not sexual. Oh yeah. And like uh, like doing the hula loops and stuff. Everything jiggles, but just yeah. <laughs> it was just very very funny. So um, was the nudity was. See, I'm just trying to picture it. If I'm trying to picture Michael Goudot naked. Right, <laughs> uh, like what? Why would he add that into his act? It, it needs to serve a purpose, surely. Like... I I will say this. Uh, I I went to see the show with uh, a fellow group, Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, who I'm friends with. He was also performing at the Fringe, and he's he, he goes to see like seven shows a day, mm-hmm. like that. Sheesh. He he's actually mental. Um, so he had been the night before to this variety show. And Tara had also performed, but she was the closing act mm-hmm. this time. And from what I understand, the nakedness had more of a a role to play in that. Okay. Uh, which I won't go into details because I genuinely can't remember exactly what he said and I don't want to misquote. And I stuff. won't go into details because I don't know them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I know I was told them. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't want to start describing something and then for it to be like completely wrong. Yeah, you don't want to misrepresent um, it. Exactly, exactly. But my understanding is that it does. There is a role that the nakedness plays. Okay. Uh, so that was quite funny. I think it was mostly just uh, the popcorn maker on the head, and I don't know. It's it's very hard to describe without seeing it. So yep. there was that one. The other one that was the best. Her name was Tina Del Twist. Right now, if you can imagine, imagine like a a fortune teller with. The long dress. Imagine if uh, you will. <laughs> the sort of turbo thing. So it's sort of yep. a fortune teller in the 1920s. Yes, yes. Like um, if uh, Johnny Carson is doing his prediction jokes with the envelope, he's got one of those big things on his head. Yeah, I know what you're talking like, yeah, um, so about. The but dog who like knows. More... Mr. Piffles is wearing one. Yeah, like that, but sort of smaller version, yeah. just like a scarf around the head with a flower on it. Oh, like um, what um, Misbehave would wear. Yes, yes, yeah. that's that's what I was trying to think. Uh, I think I, I I was thinking fortune teller is because the colour scheme reminded me of uh, a fortune teller in the newspaper here called Mystic Meg. Ah. And, and the hairstyle was very, very similar. So it's like, oh, right, Mystic Meg. Um, I, I bet you their name is not even Meg or Megan or anything. It's, it's, they've it's just gone for the not. alliteration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've gone yeah. with Mystic Meg, not because it's my name, because it's just that... Uh, Mystic Jemima doesn't flow. It's like, I imagine. <laughs> but Mystic Meg's been around since I was a kid. Like, oh, really? And it, yeah, like I used to so, look through my, my dad's newspaper for stuff. Mystic Meg Mystic isn't Mystic a person. Meg. Mystic Meg is a a section in the paper, basically. Different yeah, people, I don't even I know. Imagine. There's probably different people. There is a picture of Mystic Meg, whether mm. or not that is the person answering. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so Tina Del Twist comes out and she's say. Uh, it's a, a singing act, yeah. but comes out. She has this huge glass, and it looks like a glass fishbowl with some liquid in it, which later worked out was wine. She comes out. She's holding this big glass, gets up on stage, drinks some of it, 
sings two lines of feel, oh, hands it over to a stagehand, sings two lines of I'm feeling good, and then sort of stumbles to the side of the stage, gets this, drinks more wine, <laughs> yep. stumbles back, two more lines, stumbles off, gets his glass. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't sound that funny when I'm describing it, but see to actually see it and just. <laughs> it, oh, yeah. It was, it's, it's the performance. It was actually hilarious. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, forgetting where you are, thinking you've. And like when we just sung. It, like what a voice that was really good mm. you know so it, it very much paid off but did, did they start oh. slurring the lyrics as they kept on taking these swigs oh yeah i mean there was one point like she kept going there uh, like oh yes for my first song and this was like for the last <laughs> yeah time. she tried she tried to do it you know yeah <laughs> there was there was one bit where she was like this is a song from when i was a child and <laughs> what i would like this side to do is uh, when I when I make this hand gesture, I would like you to say "We love you, Tina." Uh, as when very I make familiar, I think I've seen this. Yeah, yeah it, I can't remember. It might have been an Aussie. I don't know. Mm. But uh, and she, you just to the other side is like, and yes, when I make this gesture, I would like you and only you to say, "Get off the stage, you rancid fucking whore." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so she's going to do her song and. You know, gestures, go, we love you, Tina. Gestures, we love you, Tina. Gestures, we love you, Tina. Gestures to the other side. And that one guy, yep, does at the top of his lungs. Get off the stage, you rats. Fucking whore. <laughs> and when he, when he does it, it's like the in the act, she's completely forgotten that she's asked this guy to do that. So she's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> you have a problem with women or something. Yeah. yeah. It was, you, it was very funny. Uh-huh. So, it, 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 yeah, so it was really good. You're talking about Mystic Meg, right? And it reminded me of yeah. what may be the best Nintendo DS game ever to mm -hmm. be released. Uh, I'll show you it quickly. Let me just screen share. <laughs> it is called Russell Grant's Astrology. <laughs> oh, my God. Have you seen this before? I have never seen this. What the hell? This came out when I was working at Game and... That was the the cover of it. It's like, who in their right mind? We'll post this up on 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 the on the socials. But basically, it's this big, happy, smiley, um, chubby-faced guy who is clearly Russell Grant because it's Russell Grant's astrology, and he's got the astrological symbols floating around his head. What the hell is this game? I I I don't know what the purpose of it is. Maybe it's just telling you your um uh horoscopes each day possibly but even then surely it would have to be like you connected to the internet to update them well no because people know when jupiter is in retrograde and shit for how like the next forever amount of years i guess that's yes yes yeah. so it would probably go on your ds's calendar yeah uh, something yeah, that... something i've just noticed this game is by deep silver Deep Silver, the no! only thing I know them for is like Dead Island, <laughs> zombie games, and um, Deep Dying Silver? Light, I think. No, no, they didn't do Dying Light, the other, the other, I can't remember that, but Deep Silver, I think they're just a publisher though. Did Deep sure. Silver not do my favourite game? Look it up. I, I am looking this up because... While you're looking that up, I'll just note that this, this game is currently for sale secondhand. If you're in Australia, you can get it from cash converters for, oh... It, normal price, $5, currently 40% off, only $3. And you can pay with PayPal, paying four interest-free payments on... Per, oh, sorry. It's only on purchase between $30 to $2,000. That makes sense. Yeah, no, Deep Silver did 
publish my favourite game, Saints Row 4. Okay. Uh, of course, they, now, yeah, of course Deep Silver do Saints Row. I'm now having a look through their list because I'm like, there must be there must be loads. I did did look it up. Uh, Deep Silver, uh, the developers, Deep Silver, Dan Buster Studios, Jaeger and Sumo Digital for Dead Island 2 coming out soon, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a game I'm looking forward to. I played the fuck out of Dead Island, the original. And I started playing it again recently, like last week, and mm-hmm. it it feels like an eleven year old game. It's That's so it. hopefully the new one feels good and fresh and modern. That's always sad, and it kind of makes you want them to to remaster and re release. Like I know that well, they have a game I played a. Have <laughs> but, they? Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah on for PS. I think. Oh well, there we go. Uh, but it just makes me think of a game I played a lot when I was a kid was a. Uh, was a Wallace and Gromit game for the ah, PS2. Okay. Uh, loved that game, and they released it on uh, GameCube as well. So when when I was going through a phase at the start of the pandemic where I was buying and restoring consoles, mm. uh, I bought a a Nintendo GameCube and I bought this Wallace and Gromit game, like Project Zoo or something like that. Okay. Uh, and I pl- played. I was like. Oh my god! How did I ever play this as a child? <laughs> like yeah. the controls are so clunky. Oh my god! Yeah. And I'm like, I want to play it, but like, please, please, somebody remaster that. Yeah, it's like on the new PlayStation Plus service on the PlayStation Classics. There's mm. Star Wars Bounty Hunter, and I remember at yeah. the time playing it on GameCube. This is a good game. This is great. I'm having a great time. Lots of fun. I tried to play it, and it's. It's it's almost unplayable. Yeah, it's insane. And this is what? Yeah, eh, yeah. It's it's old. It is GameCube and PS2 era. Isn't yeah, it? Sad. but even at, like looking back, some of the games that I enjoy. Like I was trying to think because uh, one of the favorite games I ever played was uh, Spider Man Two mm. on the PlayStation. And the the reason I love playing it is because I love just. I don't think we actually done anything on story mode. I think we just swung around the city. Yeah. Did you find all the you know, um, training markers with Bruce Campbell? I don't think I did. Oh, what? I genuinely don't. I, I, do, I don't know. I really you know don't know. That might have been at the start of the game. I can't remember now. No, Spider-Man 2. No, you find you learn how to play. Yeah, no, that, that I was might, a game I might I have done. Hmm. I probably wouldn't have clicked that it was Bruce Campbell because although hmm. I'd seen the film and had obviously seen Bruce Campbell, I wasn't really aware of who Bruce Campbell was. Yeah. All right then. Um, but yeah, but some of the some of the classic games are. It's it's why I'm glad they re-released uh, Destroy All Humans. Yeah. Because I did try to play the the classic version of that, and I couldn't get past a particular level because the controls were too clunky for me to handle. Yes. But I've completed the re- re-released one, and it's not that there's any change in difficulty. It's just that I can see what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> So this this probably isn't the greatest example, but today I was playing uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand, I should enunciate my words. Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. Vice City on Switch, mm-hmm. and I was yeah. having these thoughts. It's like back in the day, some of these missions were impossible, like the flying the remote control helicopter and dropping the bombs in the building. Navigating that thing was a bitch, and I I, I perfected it obviously because I played so much, and mm-hmm. playing it now. It's they've dumbed the mission down so it's playable for regular folk. And there's mm. another mission where like first person aiming was almost impossible. It was so bad that um, I, I would play on PC with a controller. Mm. But for yeah. these particular missions, I was like, no, I have to use a mouse for that fine tuning for aiming the reticule in first person yeah. mode. 
and that's been dumped down a bit as well in the game so the, the, my point being is uh in a remaster is their job to make it playable by dumbing it down or by changing the mechanics altogether hmm I don't know. I suppose because the mechanics and the technology has changed so much, there's so much that more that they can do mm. with games. Uh, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm I'm definitely one who is all for option optional difficulty. Yeah. You know, like I I like to enjoy a game that I'm playing. Like take for example, I'm working my way through Spider Man. Uh, and as we know, I. I like my trophies. Yes. I like to complete things 100%. So one of the one of the conditions for the trophy or one of the trophies says you have to replay the entire game in new game plus mode. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to complete a new game plus mode in ultimate difficulty, which mm. is only unlocked after you yeah, beat the game. game. Uh, so the first time around I play the game, I play it on the easiest difficulty. Yeah. Because I I want to enjoy it and I will go but I have I'm currently in the last act. Uh, there's three acts. I'm like two thirds of the way through the game uh, on ultimate difficulty. Yeah. But that uh, again, because I know what I'm doing, you know. But no, it took effect. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't want to be forced to play a hugely difficult game. Dark I want Souls to be able to enjoy things it. Like that. Yeah, that's that's not my kind of thing. And I know that. Um, I remember when Death Stranding came out. Mm. Uh, Hiro Kojima said, you know we want you to be able to enjoy the game regardless of whether you enjoy a game via difficulty or enjoy the game via story wandering about there's yeah. no shame in putting on the easiest difficulty how much of death stranding did you play uh i don't think i got hugely far no neither did i i i wanted to play it i really i Absolutely. really did yeah and i enjoyed what i did play but it's it's a walking simulator more or less and yeah. it's and it's hard, yeah, hard going. And like even when I looked at the, because as we know, I I check the difficulty of things before I start playing them. Uh, and I think this one this one was before I was even like you know very concerned about trophy wise. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I'd had trouble with Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm -hmm. So I was like, obviously, well, I'll have a look, see, because there's no point in me spending all this money on a game to not be able to play it. Yeah. Um, and you know the trophy. I think the the difficulty level isn't hard like it's not it's not hard platinum to get it's just a very long game and if you're not into the kind of thing that you need to do for this it's almost a simulator it's yeah. almost a world building simulator which is what i didn't like about the like you mentioned metal gear solid 5 as well i didn't like that side of metal gear solid 5 where mm -hmm. building up mother base side of things that yeah yeah this didn't do it for me yeah, I don't mind stuff like that when it's like like The Sims. Like I don't mind. Haven't played a lot of The Sims, I'll be honest. Uh, that kind of stuff. But in Pokemon, mm. building up your base and stuff like that in the like Ruby and Sapphire, that's not bad. But when it's in like real time and just very very slow, it's a pain in the arse. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's uh, it's a game that I wanted to play a lot of Death Stranding, mm. but I just it, it didn't grip me at all yeah. and I, it's got everything going for it it's a Hideo Kojima game it's got Norman Reedus in it um yep and oh, well to call it genre breaking or redefining is a bit much but it, yeah but the big, big heavy, thing for me was Mads Mikkelsen yeah as well yeah and um uh, Guillermo del Toro 
Yeah. It had a lot going for it. And being a big cinematic game as well. I I saw some debate on Twitter about that. with some people about Metal Gear and how Metal Gear Solid 5 or 4 had two long cutscenes. But that's what I'm there for. So I'm there for the story. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I do. I like the ability to skip cutscenes because sometimes I'm just not in the mood. But sometimes I will sit and watch them. But I think with Death Stranding, I couldn't get my head around the fact, like, is this an online game or is it not? Because some parts yeah. seem to be with the whole, you know, liking things and... Almost reliant on other people having done something. Yeah, and that's what I didn't like. I'm like, no, I don't... Like, if I have to rely on somebody online to do something, then what's the point? I don't think that's really an integral part of it. It's just an extra step, really, for community. Where it's like, oh, someone's yeah. been here and put up a bridge. But then you see all these fucking signs of smiley faces and it just gets annoying. Exactly. I yeah. think you can actually turn and, the, turn it off, though. So I think possibly. I know that there was... I remember seeing an article where this person spent the first three months... When they got to a point that they were able to build things like roads, they mm. spent the three next three months building roads everywhere. Yeah, like a highway and shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I boot up my game for the first time and they're just highways, what's the point? It's, it's, you're not playing yeah. the game yourself. But at the same time, I would probably enjoy that more because, you know, I'm not having to stumble over mountains going, where the fuck am I? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It, it, it's a game that I will play one day. It's the only reason why I'm keeping up with my PlayStation Plus subscription because it's still free at the moment. It's part mm. of the, the yeah. games. That's enough video game talk, I think. People don't yeah. come to us for our video game takes. <laughs> they come to us to talk random shit, but we do have other things to talk about. We do. And um like our we have something to talk about. Like our like our the cliffhanger. I was gonna say it? our art. Yes, our art. <laughs> I was looking at I was looking at the notes and I didn't know what order to go with, but I think art is the, the good way to start. And and we're gonna start off our art talk with uh shall we talk about yeah, you're looking all giddy and happy about this. Yes. So Some, something it. very exciting happened. Uh, so way back when, uh, well, not not even that long ago, um, I sent a scoop mail to the boys at ICS with a bunch of stickers because I, I do a lot of designs and stuff. And certainly for this podcast, you know, I, you know, I like to, to think we're making, we'll make merch at some point. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I like to make test things. So I, I started testing out making stickers and I used a lot of ICS designs uh, and bucket show stickers. And one of the designs I also used was uh, a design I'd drawn from Scoopfest, which was Schwood and Judy, which are Brian Brushwood and Justin Robert Young, as they were in a victory pose from their contest at Scoopfest. The Mikey Newman quiz. I didn't, the Mikey Newman quiz. Uh, I didn't, I only sent like three copies to the voice because I thought, I don't want to rub it in your face, but, you know, <laughs> Another I, loss. I don't know. Yeah. So I sent, sent the boys this whole load of stickers. Uh, and what I didn't know was very soon after that, uh, Judy was actually in Vegas in the churn. So Jacob very kindly gave those Shrewd and Judy stickers to Judy and he put one on his phone, posted a picture of this. I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Whatever. He then took a sticker back and gave it to Brian on air on Great Night and talked about us and plugged this podcast. It was pretty cool. You, you sent me the video of it. 
recorded yeah. off your monitor on your phone <laughs> and there was at one point i was like did i just hear a little squeal from brogan i couldn't tell if that's what it was or not but it it wouldn't have surprised me if that was the case i, th- I think there was an accidental squeal yeah uh... <laughs> but it, it was very odd that to to hear a plug for for hey buddy nice podcast oh fair i mean there's a lot of things that surprised me about it the fact that uh they they remembered us because the qualifier the, the section, was great the qualifier yes yeah, uh, so so the section to to see to see this clip you want to go to a uh, great night on youtube look that up and look up their green room section for episode 61 i believe and uh, so jury they're talking about stuff and jury goes into his pocket pulls out the sticker and goes i have a gift for you when i handed to me uh, by Jacob the Audio Guy, straight from Ireland. Yeah, of which, course. <laughs> which I, I, sure. did, I did say, when I was thanking uh, Judy on Twitter, I did say, small qualifier, I'm from Scotland. Yeah. But uh, as most people know, Jacob has a tendency to, to purposefully not remember what country I'm from. Of course. Uh, because he's a world-class wind-up merchant. I thought you were going to uh, say wind So I wasn't... <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, but... So yes, I was like, look, it's not your fault. I'm blaming Jacob for that. So he yes. said, you know, straight from Ireland. Our buddy Brogan, and before like they even said anything, Brian went, yeah. So they both remember me by name, which is awesome. And uh, jury's qualifier for that was, because I, I feel like there was half a moment like of uh, Schwood remembering the name Brogan. And then jury says, you know, we uh, s- sneaked them into Jacob's VIP barbecue event. Yeah, which they did. And they, then straight they, away, they Brush was like, ah, oh, yes. Yeah, cause, but he, he went, oh, yes, before Judy had finished qualifying, which yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. thanks. Um, and they'd already seen these designs because I posted it on Twitter. Uh, but um, they both they both put the stickers on their phone and Brian's wife, Bonnie Brushwood, who who I love, even though she is a Matt Donnelly hater. <laughs> Matt Donnelly hater. She's not a Matt Donnelly hater. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but Bonnie's great, but she did she did make some great noises. Yeah. She was like, oh my god! There was excitement. Um, there was a lot of excitement, and which I haven't told you this yet. <gasps> so breaking yesterday, news. breaking news. Uh, yesterday, when I was in the office, um, I was looking for to put background noise on, and I noticed that Jury was on live on Twitch. Mm-hmm. So I just turned it on, and it was him talking politics stuff for one of his other podcasts. PX three. And it, yeah. Uh, I don't even think it was PX3. I think it was just a general politics chat oh, thing. Okay. Well, he, he does, jury does politics, politics, oh, politics. So it's... Yes, I. Um, but it was, anyway, it was chatting politics. And one of the things that came up was the UK stuff. Mm. Uh, talking about uh, our current situation. And he mentioned Boris Johnson. And he was talking about the fact that Boris Johnson could uh, drop a film quote. So I put in the chat, I think it might be the only thing he's good at. Yeah. And Judy, Judy seen that and went, oh, hi, Brogan. We love your stickers. We've got them uh, on our phone. Brian was so excited. Was that's like, great. You're like, yeah. I know. I saw. <laughs> uh, he did, and he said, sorry for getting your country wrong. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like... uh, do we, I think enough time has passed. I think, do we, do we tell the story of us visiting Jacob's house? We, I, I think we could. We have to. We it's could. not our fault. It is not. It is our fault. We knew what we were doing. It's ca- it's half our fault. <laughs> we wouldn't have been insulted if nothing happened. No. But 
exactly you know. yeah we, we we expected nothing but it was what yes. it's day one of official day one of scoop fest isn't it the jacob's whiskey barbecue vip event ticketed event yes uh, limited number of tickets and we didn't have tickets well we the the reason was we both got our tickets for scoop fest after those tickets were sold out exactly right yes you know like because i bought my scoop fest ticket but bear in mind these would have gone on sale for what the 2020 scoop fest yeah that was that was sold so, out and I, and I i i bought my uh scoop fest tickets the day that the podcast dropped saying buy your tickets now and by the yeah. time i'd listened to it and gone online they'd gone and it was the same day same 24 hour period yeah yeah so mine and i bought mine june 2021 mm. so well after the so it wasn't that we wanted to go didn't want to go and then changed our minds we yeah. weren't able to yes we're, we're not uh, ticket holders we couldn't go so we were feeling pretty down on ourselves and we're yeah. like you know let's just go down we were staying at the orleans hotel and casino in fabulous las vegas nevada nevada yep. uh, and we're like let's go down to the alligator bar an, an inactive bar due to these unprecedented times uh and yep. we'll draw on our ipads for a while so that's what we did and we we, we must have been there an hour or so drawing and something like that we're well aware that jacob's whiskey barbecue is getting close to due to starting and yep. um i i look up and i see this brush of salt and pepper hair walking mm. behind the other side of the alligator bar and i'm like shit brogan i think that was just justin robert young walking past and you're like where? where where the fuck is justin robert young well the thing is as well was i had posted a picture of us at the alligator yeah, bar yeah say you know what we're we doing collabing whatever uh and another thing was i knew that i wanted to go and speak to justin mm. because justin was very insistent that one of my ics designs went on the store and yes. i love him for it the butthole so raiders say, hi that was that? me yeah <laughs> the butthole raiders yeah so now we're like we have to we have to find them. So we're we're like, what where could they be? I mean, they they've probably just arrived into town. That maybe they're playing asshole blackjack or something. So we're we're look, walking around the gaming tables, no, can't find anywhere. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, there is another bar over there. Let's go check that out. And um, mm -hmm. this is before we'd really met any other scoops or anything. I feel. Yeah. We yeah we'd met Mitsula. Only I hadn't. just. I had not met Mitzi. That was the first time I'd met Mitzi. Was at that bar. Was it the first time I met Mitzi? I think it was. Because I, I look over was. and I go, I was like, there, there's shit, there's, there's brushwood and jewelry. And I think that might be Mitzula with them. They're like, all right, we're oh. going to go over and introduce ourselves. Yeah. I think we knew it was Mitzi. Mitzi knew it was us, I think. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And and we, we, we I mean, it... it it's that kind of thing. It's I don't know if it's starstruck or what, but it's it's a little bit a little bit like that, I guess. Oh yeah. But we we sit down and straight away, um, Mitzi's like, "Oh, this is Wayne and Brogan," and then Brushwood turns around in his chair, is like, "All right, when was the last time we met?" <laughs> and we're just <laughs> like, um, "We've actually never met, sir." <laughs> Yeah, that that was the second. I was like, I mean, I knew I loved Chewed anyway, but that yeah. was it. I was like, I love you, dude. <laughs> mm. But then he I th he was well aware of who we were as well. Once informed about Butthole Raiders design and Piff comic and things like that. Yeah, and because we both had our iPads, mm. 
Well, the whole the whole thing with Butthole Raiders was that was a it was from a, a joke on ICS that it was one of maybe like forty t shirt designs that they yeah. were coming up with the most inappropriate t shirt designs. Yeah, and I literally like when that episode aired, I drew them up and posted them, and I was like, guys, you need to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I didn't post every single one, or mm. I'd updated it some since. So I literally just pulled them up, handed my iPad to Brian. And he was like, oh my God, that was you. Like, I don't think, I think he knew the name, but he, he couldn't quite remember why. Yeah. He yep. knew. But I was like going through it. He's like, oh my God, this is so fucking funny. Yeah. He's like, Justin, Ju- Judy, Judy, look at this. And hands <laughs> <over> my iPad. <laughs> Which was, yeah. So we loved them. And then they were saying, they were talking about, um, oh, we've missed the bus to go to Jacob's house. It's like, we're probably going to have to yeah. ha- catch a taxi there now. It's like, how are you guys getting there? It's like, oh, we're not actually going because we don't have tickets. And straight away, both Jury and Schwood are like, what are you talking about? You're coming. You're, you're, you're yeah. going to Jacob's Whiskey Barbecue. It's like, yeah. they, they basically kidnapped us to take us there. And yeah. It's like, we, look, you can come as our dates. So I, I'm... I'm <laughs> calling Kez who's up in the room is like are you are you ready to go because we're about to be kidnapped so come on down and we get to go to Jacob's house yeah but we felt we felt so, bad. so guilty so bad. oh my god and it's oh like god. hiding from view from Jacob and everything it's like we've been kidding it's not we did not strong arm our way in what what was yeah. what were they referring it to what they were saying was it hey buddied that they hey buddied us in there no, it couldn't have been hey Maybe buddy. they did. Hey, no. Yes, and. Maybe they hey yes, and. Yeah. But, and then we, 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 we told, we, and of course, we end up speaking to Jacob and Matt and that. And I think it was Jacob at first, and Jacob's like, I don't care. Yeah, uh, we, we apologized to Jacob at least three times. At yeah. least three oh, times. Yeah. We apologized to Matt and Paul separately. Yeah. And as well matt yeah this, this was more concerning with what matt said was it's like look we don't mind obviously it's people have paid to be here and it's like oh, yeah. yes we know we don't want to take part in anything unless told otherwise yeah yeah but yeah it, it, it i felt bad because of that because yeah, yeah. we would have paid oh That's... yeah absolutely <laughs> given given the option yeah so yeah, we we love um the boys from Great Night. We do, and Great Night's a, a great show anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's another plug. We we plugged two characters in a clown last week. We plug Great Night this yeah. week. Who will we plug next what, week? Was it last week or was it last recording? Because there's a there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, la- yeah. This yeah, all the episodes you've heard until now we're being recorded except we went hair, a bit mad except for hey buddy nice haircut that was recorded and released within the same week yeah yeah um but everything else so if you notice that because i i did notice i i listened to our episodes after we dropped just to remind myself what we said um and <laughs> there's a bit where we mentioned where you said something you said oh no what if this podcast doesn't launch on August no. 5th? <laughs> so that was even before we changed the launch date. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, see, we, we knew what was going on. We knew the score, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was that was a good start for Art Talk. That was kind of art-related to begin with. Um, so, yeah. Oh, well, while we're talking about other podcasts, maybe we'll talk about this and then talk about art. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Sunday School this week. It was the Sunday yeah. episode. And I don't know if 
it's it's just me imagining shit, or did Mr. Pendulette try to quote me and misquote me? Did he paraphrase me? Is what I'm asking. What did he say? Tell well, tell the good it, people what in, he said. In context, they were talking. I think it's Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, who's doing mm-hmm. the whole defund the FBI bullshit, and she has yes. a wearing a cap that says defund the FBI, and. Mm-hmm. They were joking about that, and Penn says, "Now that's someone you can say, hey, nice hat, asshole, too, because <laughs> that's not just something you would think to say to someone, is it? Without thinking of a specific story." Yes, it's very possible. If it wasn't on purpose, it was self-conscious because we're we're aware that there's a gr- very good possibility that this story has been told to both Penn and Teller. I mean, the, Matt said he was, was going to tell Teller because of the whole head tilt thing during fire yeah. eating, fire monologue. Mm. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't think he would tell Penn. I, it didn't really cross my mind that he would, but why wouldn't he, I guess? I think it's the kind of thing Penn would get a kick out as well, because obviously yeah. he wouldn't be watching Teller. So, yeah. say, so I could see Matt saying, and Teller did this. Yeah. I don't even think yeah. he would tell pen that part of the story he would just say the lead up to oh you know there was a scoop at the show giant Uh cowboy sat in front of him and then on the way out hey buddy nice hat but but here's the thing pen might know because you posted the piff comic to get his attention yes that's right and and i did another but then yeah that was just the piff comic to get his attention attention but that was the I, we should we should say get his attention successfully oh yeah during the fucking show during, during that, the that show. was weird the <laughs> just getting a uh a, a twitter reply from pendulette halfway through the big pen and teller show which is funny because you wonder how many times he does that if you ever see him reply to anything you're like we we only knew it was during the show because we were there we were at the show yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> But yeah, that, that's it's weird to think that that is a possibility. It's good for the because Matt did laugh. The way he laughed, it, he he knew the reference is what it felt like to me. Uh-huh. if it if it was a reference, he knew the reference, and if it wasn't, Matt made the joke in his head. Yeah, let's go with that. That's that's what I'm sticking yeah. with. Yeah. All right. So we we're still keeping on track with art talk because we mentioned a comic. So yeah. Brogan. What art have you done this week or, you know, over the last, I want to say, six months it's finally come to <laughs> fruition? So I, well, I said I finished two, two of the big projects I'm working on. One of them is not just tweeted for a long time, so it's still being tweaked. The other yes. one is, it's the result of a conversation on PiffPod where the boys started talking, well, I say boys, uh, where Matt and, and Piff were talking and Jade. Uh, they were talking about a tarot deck and who they would be in the tarot deck. And I don't think Matt's card was mentioned, but I know for a fact that Jade said she would be High Priestess, Piff would be the Magician, and Mr. Piffles would be the Hermit. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to try that? And then I decided I would do the whole Arcana <laughs> of with Magicians. So I have been working on that for ages. I started posting a lot of cards. There's 22. Yeah. uh, In the major arcana, Uh, and that's without doing the four suits, which Mm. I've not done the the suits on top of that. Um, 
but I'd started doing it, it kind of fell off, and then our good buddy Jobeth, uh, Elton Magic Scoop, uh, almost psychic, uh, we, who we love and adore, um, messaged me and said, are you still doing this? I went, I am! Thank you for reminding me yeah. to finish this. It's like, I am. Um, why do you remind me? <laughs> yeah, it's it just because we've like, got oh, so many shit. fucking projects on. <laughs> oh my like, god, yeah. yeah. It, we keep giving ourselves more work. Oh, I don't um, know why we do this to ourselves. <laughs> it's something we yes, certainly so, can't talk about, which... Many, many things we can't <sighs> talk about. <laughs> but how fucking... How plausible does this new one sound? I, I will say... We're being very cryptic about this. I mentioned the new one to Daniel last night yep. and gave him the rundown. And this was without any real details because mm. you're the one with the details. Uh, and he was like, that actually sounds really good. Yeah. I've, so, I've told. And he says, you know, you know who could. He's like, and I said, I think our buddy RG mm-hmm. would know more about how to do this. Yeah. Uh, how to pull this project together. And I went, oh, RG could fix this. Yeah. Because it's so, the, the idea is there. It's the it's just the workings, and that's it. Yep. Yep. Cryptic. Uh, <laughs> but that, so, yeah. Yeah. So we keep giving ourselves more work. Yeah. Um, Too much work. This, yeah. So I finally finished doing all the designs for the time because I'd started posting it without finishing all yeah. the designs because <laughs> I got ahead of myself, which you should never do, and I know better. It's work in progress. That. Things change, it's, and you want to get. That yeah. endorphin release of feedback. But yes, yeah, we do we do want that that instant feedback. And especially since when I started posting them, one of the first ones I posted. Well, I'd originally posted a uh, Matt Matt as the fool, a uh, Piff as the magician, Piffles as the hermit, and Jade as High Priestess. And Jade follows me on Instagram and liked it and said, Oh, that's really cool. And I replied to her saying, I'm gonna to have to finish these now, haven't mm-hmm. I? And she replied saying, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> because Jade is the best. So that was that was something you've been working on for a long time. And have you yes. got, oh, I know we've got projects that we're working on which are going to take a long time. Have you got any other big ones that I don't know about or not really? Um, I don't think anything that you don't know about. Uh, <laughs> we say cryptically, yeah. knowing that there's a project that you do know about. Oh, um, yeah. No, I think there's, I've got a couple of ideas for animatics oh speaking of which i done a very 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 quick one yes uh, for sarah hester ross being on the show yep because i that bit where she, she was like am i allowed to speak and jacob said no and she screamed i don't care yeah actually i was in the office and i actually had to it's one of the few times that i i can usually control my laughter quite well oh so you're struggling to stifle to, it i literally had to take out my headphones and put my head on the desk yeah. and just laugh <laughs> Uh, I love Sarah Hester Ross. She's oh, yeah. I was hilarious. very happy when I saw that she was on this episode. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. So I did that and then uh, Sarah seen and liked it. She's yeah. like, that's me. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, you also did a bi-weekly Penn and Teller bit. Is that what you ah, call it? Ah, yes. Is that what it's called? I forget. Yeah, I think bi I think I put bi-weekendly. But bi-weekendly. Bi-weekly. Yeah. But bi-weekly is probably better considering... That gives you more time, I think, to... Well, not, o- not only that, uh, bi- weekendly has more letters than bi-weekly, and Twitter oh, has yeah. a character limit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this last one was uh, the bit from SNL, the best magicians in the world, which is their hanging upside-down bit, 
which is a spoiler but... yes it's it's the um uh are we live yeah i love it yeah. that and... is a trick that's has stuck with me for a long time yeah i that that's my only problem with doing it's it's the only thing i do on a schedule mm. so i am determined to keep it up but i do find every week i'm having trouble writing up a a little comment thing for it yeah uh, because each every single time it's literally just i love this bit like <laughs> how, how can i say i love this bit in a new and unusual way if it's just the if it's just the comment part you're having trouble with hit me up i'll <laughs> see if i can think of something to say i might actually have to start doing that yes yeah. <laughs> i mean i can try and think it in your voice as well <laughs> not necessarily your accent just the just the voice yeah yes and and as, as the, our listeners now know, I, I love Teller. So I now, I have to be careful. I would put it, just be like, I love this because I love Teller. Yeah. But yeah. everything is, is because I love Teller. Pretty much. Pretty much. I'm trying to do... I think, because I think I didn't even really see anything. This I, put, I, I was very late in posting that one. Uh, I usually try and post it Friday or Saturday. I think I posted this one Sunday night. At 11.55pm. Yeah, well, it was it was late enough that uh, Penn Sunday School was on. Oh, okay. Which for which for Americans isn't that late because it's about midday. Midday thing. Sunday, but for yeah. me, for me, that's up like what, eight o'clock at night. For, for me, eight. it's three a.m. in the morning Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so I completely missed the <laughs> yeah. for, uh, for, for, for the Aussies. For Aussies, yeah. And we're like, what the fuck uh, do you mean by weekendly? Yeah. I don't even think I put by weekendly in this one because I was really running out of yeah. characters. Yeah. Uh, but I think my comment was, uh, I miss seeing the boys doing these type of tricks, but oh my God, it must have done a number yeah. in their backs. Yeah. Like right. there's there's quite a few tricks that I see, like water tank, lift off to love, and that trick. Uh, honestly, no wonder Taylor's back's fucked. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> it's, I mean... it. And also uh, Casey at the bat as well. That's more hanging upside down for Teller. Yep, yep. Casey at the bat, yeah. which I, I, another bit I I love dearly. Oh yeah, I it when I realised that um, the Simpsons episode Homer at the bat was referencing Casey at the bat. Already, uh -huh. that's a great Simpsons episode, but it made me love it more. Yeah, and it has one of the best lines as we know. If what's it? Trim those side beards, Mattingly. Yeah. Trim those sideburns, Mattingly. <laughs> yep. There was a good week where I had the the song at the end credits of that episode stuck in my head. Um, Mr. Burns had done it. The Power Plant had won it. That song. Yeah. Yeah. That was. It was just constantly in my head. <laughs> this was only a couple of years ago as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, so that's that's the one I posted for this week. I don't know what's going to be when when this podcast drops. What this week's one's going to be. Uh, I I have idea. There's some that the problem is trying to figure out how to to show the trick being done in one frame. Yeah, mm. you know. Have you done hand stab yet? I can't remember. No, I haven't actually. That's that, that's a good writing one. this down. Yeah, <laughs> taking notes. Taking taking notes. <laughs> Which do 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 you get what that what I was referencing there? No, I don't. Uh, Drunk History, the one with the... Uh, I can't remember, but it was about the, the the Monuments Men, anyway. But it was the woman at the uh, at the museum who gave the stuff to the Monuments Men. 
And she was like, and Germans didn't realize she could speak German. So so they were like speaking German in front of her. (laughs) Tiffany Haddish, that's who it was. And she was like, yeah, taking notes, taking notes. (laughs) So every time I say taking notes, that's what I think of. Out of that whole explanation, the only thing I got was Germans. Was I talking? Was my accent too thick? No, there? no, I, I don't. I just do not know history. <laughs> ah, right. I thought it was. I thought it was the uh, Scottish slurring there. No, no, uh, no, no Scottish slurs. You haggis eating <laughs> son of a. See, that's a Scottish slur. Yeah. Uh, stab. Uh, what's the King of Animal Traps is also on mm. the possible to do list. Needles. I've thought about doing, but I don't think I'll do separately because I put that in the Renfrew. Yeah. You know, there's there's stuff I could do, but it's just trying to picture it. Yeah, yeah. And that's about it for you, is it? This past, well, I won't say week, but it's been a while since we recorded. <laughs> Let's be honest, this past month. Yeah. <laughs> so. Welcome to the first actual episode yeah. of Hey Buddy Nice Podcast. So when I get asked, what, what have I done this week? It's stuff that may be out now, but we can't talk about it because it's not out yet, but it might come out by the time this is done. So instead, that's let's... not cryptic at all. No, so instead, it's just comics. So instead, let's talk about comics that oh. are already out. <laughs> that that works. Yes, yes. So I guess it means it's time for the um, podcast inside a podcast. Not so good at this podcast. Not so good at this. First up is comic number three hundred and ninety-one. Working title: Drop Everything. It's three panels long. In the first panel, there's a woman, and she's saying, "I'm always down to help out a friend." If they call, I'll drop everything there and then. And in the last panel, she's got a dead look in her eyes and she remembers, One time I was carrying a baby over the Grand Canyon. That's the comic. And there's special thanks to patron Scoop John B, who allegedly once dropped something called a deuce down the Grand Canyon. This next comic is comic number 392. Working title is Baseball Parent. And this comic I was forced to draw by patron Chris the Microscoop, who threatened to yell at me while I worked if I didn't. Anyway, this is the comic that he made me draw. Three panels long. First panel, there's a guy. He's wearing a baseball cap, angry look in his face, and he's shouting, You freaking blind ref! That was a strike, damn it! The second panel is angry with his arms crossed. This is pathetic. You suck. You're a disgrace. And the last panel is just booing. Boo. Boo. And we see he's booing the referee and a small child who's playing t-ball. That's the comic. I don't know if I'm allowed to comment in these sections, but I do like that one, especially since uh, Chris's kids play baseball. Exactly. It was, it was Chris's idea. That's that's why yeah. it exists. <laughs> I thought that. I thought I do like... Because <laughs> I... I I hope he hasn't done that, but I like to imagine that he would do it for the last. He would have dealt with parents being like that, I'm sure. Are we going into listener mail? Yes. Do, 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 listener mail. That's not getting cut. (laughs) That's the the intro. There it is, folks. (laughs) Listener mail. Yes, we, we do actually have listener mail, believe it or not. And this first one is from Tristan Van Oz, a.k.a. Scoop Lord Tristan. And this is heralding back to, gosh, so long ago now, I I can hardly remember it, our first episode when we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and how in England, the UK, it was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles and we weren't quite sure and neither of us felt like Googling it at the time. (laughs) Anyway, Tristan has filled us in. Tristan said... 
hey cheese bags. So, I grew up in the UK when the 87 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon was still airing and can confirm that they did change it to Hero Turtles. And they even edited the same theme song to match this. And I listened to this theme song and it sounds so fucking foreign to me. I, it, it's, <laughs> it does not sound right at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, they also heavily edited the first three seasons to get rid of Mikey's nunchucks. By season four, the US decided to replace them with a grappling hook, which I did learn recently because I did watch a video all about it. So I'm over this now. I'm not. I'm. I'm I, it's across my mind. I am well aware of what he's talking about. Uh, in '93, the BBC aired an edited version of the first live-action movie, which changed the title to Hero Turtles, I assume, and removed the nunchucks that Mike, oh, the nunchuck off that Mikey had with a foot soldier. Like that is the best part of the movie. In my opinion, he's spinning the nunchucks on his fingers like a basketball and everything. And the bit at the end with Shredder and Splinter. So they cut the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, it wasn't around oh, until 04 or so that the UK TV showed an unedited version of the movie. Uh, doesn't think that they ever edited the video games or any version that he'd ever played. It has the nunchucks. Uh, oh, and he's also included a picture of his turtle's mug that he's had since 1990 at least that's managed to survive multiple house moves, including a trip from the UK to New Zealand, where Tristan currently lives. So, people, you know where to find Tristan now to steal his Teenage Mutant Ninja... Uh, no, sorry, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtle's mug. Oh, and he <laughs> says, I've been enjoying the pod, so keep up the good work. Your buddy, Tristan, a.k.a. Scoop Lord Tristan. And we'll put up a picture of this... Um, I'm clicking it open, thinking that Broken can see it, but Broken can't. Hang on. <laughs> uh, there we go. There, there's the mug, Broken. It clearly says Hero Turtles. I love... Yeah, I awesome, love that. Awesome refreshment, it says on the mug as well. <laughs> That's great. Okay, what else uh, have we got? Not to, not to make anybody feel old, but if it's from 1990, that mug is older than I am. <laughs> Why you do this? I, mean, I was not school age in 1990, at least. I've got that going for me. All right, this next listener mail is... Uh, the subject line is letter from money. I'm surprised it didn't get flagged by spam or something with, with, with that, <laughs> that title. But money is my dear friend Stephen Money. And Money writes, Hi, guys. Just caught up. Love the podcast so far. He's fluffing out Garfield's a bit here, isn't he? Uh, some things <laughs> I have to say. Oh, okay, he might have some criticism. Uh, first off is, Brogan, I love your enthusiasm and your accent saying, I fucking love this for most things. <laughs> Brogan. I fucking love that. Yeah, I was like, Brogan, how does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, I, that That is true, though. There's the, the amount of times that you've sent me messages, I go, I fucking love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen writes, also for Brogan, makes me sound like a shitty friend, but once I played the crappiest game possible called Viva Pinata for five minutes to earn one achievement on my friend's Xbox to annoy him as he was the same as you when it comes to needing to trophy hunt, basically. 100%, 100% complete games and platinum. Oh, 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 that, that, oh. I actually I remember know. this at the time. I know who he's referring <laughs> to as well, and that makes me laugh. Oh my god! That yeah, I would have to complete it as much as humanly possible. Yeah. Yep. Oh. God. Uh, what else we got for, for Wayne? Your win from my birthday party was definitely well deserved. And do I still have the costume? He's referring to the Evil Dead. Uh, his twenty. 20- first birthday whatever it was his costume party where i dressed up as ash from evil dead with the hand, chainsaw yeah. hand uh i'm well aware it was well deserved it was a hard-earned <laughs> win for me uh and no i don't have the costume um it 
the thing about fake blood when you make it out of caro syrup corn syrup it, it doesn't last it goes bad so you can't really keep it and i don't have the chainsaw anymore either it sort of got left outside and got filled with spiders so i chucked that um and the pen license thing was hilarious as wayne submitted a form of writing to get it i did i did have to actually write <laughs> Uh, which his mum was sweet and put a good job stamp. I actually think it was a sticker uh, on it, he's pretty sure. You neglected to mention the fact that you actually had to submit something for it. You made it sound like... I only remember this as I read it. Yeah, I don't remember that I had to write. I wonder if she's still got that, that form of writing. Um, uh, Money finishes off by saying, I need to see a drawing as both as you both as Poirot and Hastings because we were talking about that unsuccessfully oh and in this situation Stephen is happy to be the person who just changed their will and died in their country manner <laughs> as, as it happens in a Poirot mystery yes. that's from money just, just as we were talking about giving ourselves more work to do yeah and that's right. continually adding projects yeah, well, we'll keep that in our minds to, to, to draw up uh, what else we got? Yeah, okay, we've got one more to read today, and this is from Air Quote Law Pod, and it says, uh, uh, I guess it, it's it's titled Low Numbered License Plates in the US because we were talking about oh yeah, vanity plates and stuff, wasn't it? And I was saying how yes. I saw like the number, uh, like the number one or something one time, mm-hmm. and. Airquote Law Pod says, I know this precisely, the email correspondence you were looking for, and hopefully it will help you keep that number one spot among podcasts about license plates. <laughs> you, you know, the number one license plate podcast on the internet. There is not a genre to select when setting up a podcast <laughs> of license plates. If there was, I'm sure we'd be up there. Uh, we need to petition Apple to make that happen. Yeah. So air quote, I assume you like you go by go by air quote. Um, actually, I'm going to give you a nickname. I'm going to go with air quotey, air quotey L, L quote. No, let's stick with air quote. <laughs> air quote says, I live in the US on the East Coast, about three thousand miles away from Las Vegas as a reference point, and fuck all away from where you two are. <laughs> Factually correct. In one of our states, Delaware. Hey, we're in Delaware. That's that's a Wayne's World bit, I think, isn't it? Delaware. Is it? No? Don't know. Yeah. Yep, yep. Apparently, these low-numbered license plates are incredibly coveted. I mean, people will pay ludicrous amounts of money to obtain them. I've heard law of numbers that are three digits or less selling at charity auctions for close to a quarter of a million US dollars. He's, he's, he's put two exclamation points at the end of that sentence, but it needs three because that's fucking crazy. That's me. Actually, just found this article from four years back where the single-digit six license plate sold for four hundred and ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, there's a license. Uh, there's a um, link to an NPR article. We we will wow. we'll trust it. I'm not going to click it. I, I'm not going to snopes it. It's I believe you. And then oh, here's some more Garfield fluffing. This is awkward. This is awkward. It's like just a nice pod so far. I'm just getting caught up on listening. I'm only so I'm only on the first episode. Expect more emails when I get through more of these. Best wishes, air quote law pod. Thank you, air quote. This is going to be awkward every time we read an air. I don't know how people do it, where it's just saying um, like good things about you. I like I'm yeah, all for reading the yeah. I'm all for reading the um the license plate part, but then the complimentary parts are a bit. Difficult. Yeah, we suddenly understand why Jacob. Did. Oh yeah, next podcast. Love you guys. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, and like Penn always says, he 
he, he, he feels embarrassed and that when people are saying things to him yeah but no thank, that's, there we go we got some actual real listen i was gonna say reader mail but listener mail we don't run a magazine we run a podcast <laughs> well i mean we could run a magazine <laughs> oh, considering that we have auto caption that was all right we're just we're just throwing shit out here we, we it's another project that we'd have to do but i think after been going for a month i don't think we can do zines we've got too no. much on our plate yeah that's yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do something it's more more covert talking which will come to fruition eventually for you fine dear listeners uh but yeah that's uh but if you do want to to read this podcast you're more than well on auto caption oh, yes get maybe about a third of what we actually say our auto caption bot on our uh host on our host website for the podcast is racist against <laughs> scottish and australian accents it's it, really bad. It is terrible. It, it's, we'll post one. We'll post an example. Uh, uh, so if you've got anything you would like to, to say to us, you can email us uh, admin at nicepodbud.com or just go to nicepodbud.com and up the top of the website, there's a little button that says contact us, I think. I don't know. It says something along those lines. And it takes you to an email form and uh, you can send us, um, you know, thing, just more more conversation pieces about things we've talked about or ask us to critique critique because we are so skilled at art we will critique your art or we will give you advice that we're saying this tongue-in-cheek because especially me it's i know nothing <laughs> um if you've got an accent challenge which we didn't do today um but if you've got an accent challenge of something you would like us to say in our accents and then each other's accents send that through as well uh, you can contact us on all social media at NicePodBud, Facebook, Twitter. We're not on Google Plus because that doesn't exist anymore. But if it did, we would be there. Yeah. Uh, but you can also contact us directly. Uh, you can speak to Brogan on uh, Twitter at Seven Billion Needles. Normally, at this point, I would uh, qualify that by saying the numeral seven and the words billion and needles. But you know that by now. I don't need to say it. And if you want to speak to Wayne directly, you can find him at Wayne Geo. And I would usually say on everywhere except Facebook, but I think we know at this point the Wayne Geo on Facebook is not our Wayne Geo. That's it's right. an imposter. We've been there. We've we've covered that. We've covered that. You are well aware. We are well aware. And also, if you want more content from us, we we occasionally we I say occasionally, it's been three or four, five weeks in a row. We do drawing streams on Twitch as well, which is twitch.tv forward slash uh, NicePodBud, or is it forward slash at NicePodBud? I don't know. It's something like that, but you can find us on Twitch, NicePodBud. And we, we just draw random shit and we talk random shit. So come, come join us. Uh, we, we enjoy having people chatting to us and not to us while we draw stuff. Anyway, that about wraps it up. So, uh, yeah, th thanks for stopping by, folks. And as always, stay fresh, cheese bags. Mm.